Okay, we're back. Uh, Isaiah <laughs> seems super happy about this this podcast. Yes, he's loving being a part of it. He also loves business meetings. He does. Like yeah. he wants to be in. It's probably because he does have a fair amount of Capricorn. Yeah. And um, I've been. I'm going to give surprise him for his one year birthday with a briefcase. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. What are you going to put in it? Me- yeah, you know, business stuff. Yeah? Yeah. What do people put in briefcases? Do people I, use I don't know. Anymore? I think they do, yeah. Well, apparently, uh, probably our pediatrician does because they don't have email. She, <laughs> which is sort of cool and also weird. It's bizarre. There's like a lot of businesses around here. They don't even have websites. Kind of established businesses, too. They didn't even like hire somebody to at least just put up a Tony <laughs> yeah. web page. Like it reroutes to their Facebook or if they even have that or a lot of times it's just like the Google. I mean, like, I'm surprised profile. their kids didn't even step in and be like, look, let me just let me just bring a little millennial energy to this and make you a website. I think some of them are younger millennials on the young side. Without websites. Yeah. Millennials are old now. Yeah. They're like old timers. I mean, I don't have a website, so. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but do you need one? Mm, sometimes I think I do, like for pitch deck stuff. Yeah, you probably should because you can have examples of your work. Yeah, so I don't have to really pitch myself. They could just go on the website and be like, okay, we'll hire her. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you have a business, just have a website so people know because they're going to remember and they can just look it up and they can find you. Yeah. It's like social media. I know people who want to, like, grow as, like, teachers or they're in some low level of a public speaking or uh, maybe that life coaching or whatever it is, and then they won't leverage social media mm. to work in their favor yeah and it's always like oh, i hate social media yeah. or i hate putting myself out there um or like authors i was listening to a lot of author branding stuff but uh i was like part of some author branding like circles and peoples and um yeah some of the people helping with that are like you know if you're not going to get on social media for things like that like yeah. i just i can't help you so it's really good. You're uncoachable. Well, not necessarily. You're just, you can't, you can't help. Yeah. Like you're not, if you have a product and a brand, you got to just utilize everything you can do. Social media is a part of that. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to do something or put it out there and you're getting a big block about social media, I'm just going to tell you now, get over it, do it, move it. So yeah, yeah. you absolutely should have a website. I feel website. like you're talking directly to oh, me. Oh, I am now. <laughs> and your Instagram is dead. It's dead. You don't post, you don't do anything, yeah. you occasionally repost. I'll tag you in things to help push our things that you won't even repost. So <laughs> I think you should think about that. Yeah. I love this teaching and it comes I thought up. I was the mysterious one. <laughs> uh, sure, but you still got to make a mysterious, moody, artsy Instagram. Yeah. I have no idea what you're about when I look at your Instagram. I don't know what I'm about either. Isaiah's trying to roll over. Um, in case anyone's wondering what's going yeah, on in the background. Yeah, like, let him get to a certain point. He really has determined. He's and he so makes, close. Maybe the pillow's in the way, Gina. Okay. He makes determined noises. And I don't know what the cutoff is. Oh. 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 Um, that was so close. I don't know what that like. W- what point do you intervene or readjust him? I don't know. I think to the v- almost. To I the think when he starts like crying, yeah, tears, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't cry a lot, almost hardly ever. It's very rare. Um, he's yeah, he's really <laughs> trying to do it. The point is, there's a teaching reconcile <laughs> any issues you have with fame if you're if you have a business. Yeah. Yeah, just get over any issues you have with fame. It comes up in so many of my readings because I deal with a lot of people that are trying to expand something, a brand, whatever it is. You know, you could sell uh, tweezers for all I care, but you got to put some effort and energetically it puts a lot out there. Yeah. You know, and I, I think people are too literal with it. Yeah. But I do feel like it tells the universe 
that you're putting energy and effort. Yeah. Like even when I first started Instagram and I had like 100 followers, I would just make a little post like, try, and I was like overthinking it all and trying to like set up like a like an art department photo shoot oh, of yeah. like a tarot card and a couple <laughs> crystals. <laughs> and um and uh, I you know, maybe 12 people would like the post and um but then I'd get 3 5 emails about readings. Right. And it wasn't because oh, I saw that post that you right. labored all day on <laughs> Instagram for 12 <laughs> likes. I also get how social media didn't feel like a lot of work. And it's not rewarding all at the same time. Well, it's like what we were talking about earlier, how Instagram has become a hostile environment for a lot of people, even yeah, if you have a ton sure. of followers. Uh, like we just started working with a, a, a strategy. We started working with a Gemini. See? Digital marketing strategy. Well, you see, I wanted to hire, I told you, I want I to hire Geminis and Virgos. Yeah. Because what what I need is a fast brain power, a million ideas, and people that don't get offended. That's Gemini's. Yeah. Virgos <laughs> get offended. But yeah. you just like get create complicated projects and then they'll like, you know, they'll work through it and then just show up with the details. Right. Later. I have a question on a sidebar with Virgos because my friend was like, are Virgos flaky signs? Can they be a flaky sign? Uh, that's a good question. I feel like every sign can be flaky, but I wouldn't attribute flakiness as... Um, an inherent Virgo quality, I definitely would attribute flakiness to Pisces. Okay. Which is sort of the opposite spectrum. Interesting. Okay. Um, or maybe Virgo is so unflaky that somehow it cancels itself out and it's flaky because they got so bogged down by a complicated detail project that they forgot to show up for something else. Yeah. That's Where what I was Pisces, thinking. But it's not a flaky. That's too complicated. Or everything is so pure that like if they decide that something is no longer pure, then no. they're just going to okay. flake out. You know what? Here's the deal. <laughs> Virgo's not a flaky sign. Okay. You want to get into flaky signs? Sagittarius. Uh-huh. Gemini. Yeah. Uh, Pisces. Aries? Mm, I don't think Aries is flaky. Okay. Um, those are the flaky signs. Okay. Pisces. They're out to lunch. <laughs> okay, they're just they're just floating around watching the signs, you know, blissed out a um, multi multi-dimensional something or other. Yeah. Right? And everything's like, "Whoa." Yeah. And they're in their little thing and they're fine. Mm -hmm. They don't need to show up. Right. Sag uh, Sag would be probably the flakiest. Mm -hmm. I know I drop a lot of sad, sad shade on this pod. You do. Uh, because it's a flaky sign. Um, but they're so lovable. And then they want to move on. Yet it really is one of my favorite signs. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I feel like it's a lucky energy and there's all that big Jupiter success vibe that they need to be taken down a little. As yeah. a Scorpio. Right. You know, this is how I heal and restore <laughs> balance to the universe. And order, yeah. Is to find what is a deficiency I can exploit Right. And just hone in on and sort of, at some level, manipulate it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's know. that's just your thing. It's part of the branding, so we're learning. The, uh, what are the <laughs> opposite of flaky? Scorpio is the opposite of flaky. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it, they're like obsessive weirdos. Like loyal to a fault. Stalker just, vibes. Yeah. It's a Scorpio is definitely obsessive stalker. Yeah. Too intense. Like, chill out, back off. Yeah. Um, the good news is, is they're secretive, so you may not even know. Well, I, is that a, is that That's a good what I, Look, this is what I say. <laughs> Apparently, that statistically speaking, um, the highest rate of like, um, uh, like serial killers or the sign mm. is cancers. Right. And we're entering cancer, cancer. Canter. Canters. Canters. We're going to Canters. You know the Canter season. Canters. <laughs> Canters Deli in LA. The numerology is like, I think it's 333. It is. Um, Wait till uh, several months from now. We'll post the 333 video. Mm -hmm. I got into that on 666 and 6 being the mystical number of 3 and some deeper uh, wisdom about 333. Oh. Which is, 333 is the number that needs to be spooked out as opposed to 666. Really? Yeah, really. Well, I know why. 
I'm sort not getting of, into it. Don't even ask. Yeah. Okay. No, that's for the Patreon. Okay. I'm not, and it's we got to do it in a three month, so we missed the boat in March, so we have to do it in December. Wait, I thought you already did three, three, three. No. Oh, we started at four, four, four. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, we did. We did, yeah. Well, I did a two, 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 because it was like two, 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 two on a Tuesday, Tuesday, (laughs) which brought a lot of joy. It did. Uh, Two, two, two is the number I'm seeing in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, In, well, you know, I shared about this. Uh, Again, this is not a homeowner's podcast. No. But this is the (laughs) process. This is our lives right now. Yeah. And we are sitting amongst piles still of boxes. And every time. It's never ending. I feel like we made major headway and then the house feels completely destroyed. But I'm so close to just getting rid of so much shit. I was even close to throwing away the ancient Gina box. Uh, With all my old journals. I bet you if I threw that out, you wouldn't even know. I would know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have plenty of room. We have a basement the size of 12 storage units in L.A. Um, Actually, bigger, bigger than that. Um, it's just a lot of work. Like, it's not just the un- it's everything else. Plus, we don't have use of, like, half the house right now because we're waiting for the floors. Yeah. So we're in sort of a, a low-key construction zone. Right. And so there's a lot of things that we would be unpacking in those spaces that... You know, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. But what I wanted to get to, since this isn't a homeowner's podcast, <laughs> maybe Home Depot will sponsor us. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, no, they'd have no idea what the hell they were sponsoring here. Right. But um, I talked about this on Patreon, <laughs> but seeing triple numbers and using those as signs Triple numbers are, like, anything three, three is what, Gina? Three is Bina. Which um, the hell does that mean? Which is, uh, it's black. That's and it's not the, as black it's the mother. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's the color black. And uh, Bina is like, it's like the first representation of form on the tree of life. It's the first idea of form within idea the form. creation of the universe. Okay, yeah. Forget about the tree of life. Um... And so anything three, the energy of three is where th- shit starts to become very real, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it's shit's getting real, shit's getting manifested. Like Isaiah, he's he's the third. Well, three in is, our little three is like the Trinity. Uh, shit's getting real now. This little guy, uh, <laughs> he's he's eating my little bracelet here. Yeah, he's like, he's entered a new phase. So I want to get into this triple numbers in general, because when you're seeing those, you know that that there's a frequency in which it's more tangible. Mm -hmm. It's more manifest. Yeah. And when we were before we put the offer on this house, when I came to see it and then after we saw it and we were leaving, all I kept seeing was five, five, five. Five 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 five. There's even a mailbox on the way back to the old place. Five five five. Every right. time I'd see it, and um, I knew because five is a very aggressive number. I knew it, it just had to come in aggressively, and we used aggressive tactics. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was just gonna fucking out nuke whoever. <laughs> I didn't care. It was like scorched earth philosophy yeah <laughs> and i i use that that's numerology in action yeah because that was the sign and the universe was saying look you gotta you gotta come in hard and you gotta go in for the kill yeah. and that five energy is like that mm-hmm. and so since it was triple i just knew there was a fight and there was a fight yeah the whole thing was a fight and um now after that fight now that we're here and we're settled, it's been two two twos for me, and that yeah, to me is a relief. I, I love two two two. It's my yeah. It's currently it's my favorite triple number, and it's before that I've been seeing all the. Mine's been nine 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 recently. Oh, I've been seeing a lot of nine nine nine. So Pisces. Yeah. So what are you doing? Well, I'm on my Neptune line. Well, what are you doing with nine nine nine? What am I doing with it? Yeah, like what does it mean to you? Um, I guess for me, it's more about, well, I've been interpreting it as like being more artistic and also the subtle gracefulness. 
And what does subtle gracefulness mean? I don't know, like carrying, not slouching while I walk and like so actually working on how boys. I walk because I don't like how I walk. That's a new phenomenon. My dad sent me a picture, a video of me and I was like, that's how I walk? What? Like a chimpanzee? I do. You, would <laughs> you? <laughs> I knew that would be triggering. As a Scorpio, <laughs> it's my job. I don't know. I just think I have a goofy stride. So I'm I'm working on all of that. But I also think that maybe 999 is showing up because there's like what we've been able to uh, spelunk here is all of these great little... Spelunking is like cave exploring. I know, but I really loved when Guru Jagat used it. So now I just like to think it's like when you're uncovering the treasures. I, I think that it's out of context. All right, fine. But what I'm trying to spelunk here, what I what we've noticed is that we'll meet people and they'll tell us about stuff that's happening here in this town and i'm like oh my god this is totally us this is our vibe or it's not like because i'm consuming the town but because i feel like there's just more happening and like it's like me um learning about the mysteries of the place really mystery like the mysterious uh, rec center with the <laughs> track and fields and the park and some swings yeah that's not mysterious <laughs> okay um, but there's a mysterious ice rink that you have to walk down a path to get to. It's mysterious. It's right in your <sighs> face. Although it is pretty awesome that in the community rec center, there's <laughs> a community garden with Tibetan flags right next to the shooting range gun club. And I was it like, this so much. is totally Vermont. Exactly. Is these two things coexist? And exactly. nobody has like an issue about it. Although... Um, but that none of this explains. If you were teaching a class on <laughs> 999, you just left me more confused. Okay. Which is a symptom of 999 because it's so refined, it's so elegant, it's so intelligent that it's baffling and it's befuddling. I just Ooh. like that word. Um, to many, and it just sort of goes everybody, over everybody's heads. So what would you, them. how would you clearly um, explain what it is? Yeah, but I'm... I'm trying to get it out of you because I oh. was taught when you when you give a reading or when you teach about these things you got to you got to break away from using the terms. Okay. Right? Have you ever gotten a reading from someone they're like, "Oh, oh man, Saturn's transiting your 8th house," right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Then it's like, "Well, right? What does that mean? What does Saturn mean? What is the 8th house? Why is the transit what planet what sign is it in? Why you know what I mean?" Yeah. And people just get use it as a way to get vague. Mm -hmm. Like I asked you about, was it a feeling or something? And you, or what does it mean? And you said it's the color black. <laughs> so what does that mean? Um, well, the color black has sort of this like, I always attribute that color to a sort of like a void and like a blank. It kind of feels like a blank palette or a clean slate in some way. It feels infinite. <laughs> Whereas most people would be like a fresh white. <laughs> That's a clean slate. But yeah. But um, So what is 999? Okay. Um, well, I would think it would be an emphasis of um, a deep unraveling of the subconscious mind. And maybe and going back to the last episode, it's like the weeding out of the, the negatives in the subconscious mind. Okay. Or maybe it's just tuning into, I feel like nine is kind of soulful in a way because it's like, it's so mysterious that it's like going back to who you really are. I think every number is soulful. Okay. And I, I'm wondering, uh, you're like totally nine in this. I think you're confusing it. Okay. Or I'm confused. I think you're just confused. Really? Probably. I mean, w I would run a poll, but this isn't like a live broadcast. No, it should poll. <laughs> 999 is excellence. It is refinement. Oh, excellence and, as well. Um, the, it's acuity. It, nine in general, but this is nine becoming real. I do think there is something. It is sort of a mysterious number and it's hidden realms. Yeah. I don't think the rec center is that mysterious, <laughs> but at the same token, I didn't we say are rec center, but that was what I was implying. Yeah, that's all we found. You discover the rec center. And that one person's right house that, that has like live music and a barbecue. Um, like twice a year. 
yeah, it's cool <sighs> that there's people doing like crazy concerts in their homes and things like that with like Grammy artists and things yeah. like that. So the day after, I was like, "There's no scene here." Yeah. In this minuscule town with a roundabout, then I meet meet a guy who's like throwing all these concerts. Him and his wife—it's just their like passion and their side project, side hustle hobby. Yeah. Uh, and he gives all the proceeds to the artists, and they just do it, it for fun. And um, whether or not we're like hanging with these people, it is cool that there's there are a lot. Of, we all of a sudden just started discovering a lot more happenings in this area than all yeah. the farmer's markets were getting keyed in on. Um, but the old farmer's market industrial complex, man. You mean just the pricing? Farmer's markets everywhere, yeah. I know. They're like, especially in L.A. L.A. farmer's markets are mental. They're You're ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm going to be like quaint and maybe save a little money because I'm going to buy right from the farmer. And then I'm still traumatized from that Mara Vista day. I think we spent like $190. That's ridiculous. We just we got like strawberries. We spinach, uh, one raspberry. Yeah. And then our raw And like a little raw, teeny cupcake. Raw vegan taco thing. Oh, that was so dumb. Yeah. And a cold brew. But I think we were going raw vegan, which I'm never doing again, for the record. I might do it again. Okay. You can do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the farmer's markets here are less expensive than L.A. Yeah. It was, some things were pretty reasonable. You got to find the Mennonites. You got to find the, like, Amish and the Mennonites. Well, we still need to go to that shop, which is somewhere, like, 20 minutes south of us. But anyway. Yeah, but everything's always closed at the right, wrong time here. Okay, I have a problem with... Everything closes at two. Yeah, but I can't go to farmer's markets because if I make eye contact with someone that is behind the booth, I'll end up feeling guilty and needing to buy something. Well, that's why I have that wild harvested ramp pesto for $9 for that little thimble. Yeah. Because that kid, like, I was just chit-chatting, and I just figured, I always am like, yeah, let's support. It's a new thing, and we're new to the area. Yeah. But I think he was like a wood nymph, and he's never <laughs> left Vermont, and then he just appeared. He's like, I have, like, vegan pesto made with ramps. And those of you listening, a lot of people don't know what ramps are. I Do don't. Do you know what a ramp is? No. It's nine nine nine. Really? No. <laughs> ramps are, uh, they're wild onions. Oh. They're wild. Okay. So you're not, you can't grow them. Okay. And then they'd be domesticated onions. Okay. AKA onions. So he just forages out in the in the forest or in the woods? Yeah. And I think he even ramps. forages greens. Yeah. And then he whips it up into pestos. Wow. Except for the cashews. I he is like a little wood nymph. Yeah. He looks like he has never left the woods. Yeah. Except for this farmer's market. Yeah. You know, he should move to Grass Valley. California. But his B.O. smelt kind of nice, though, I have to say. I, <laughs> I didn't notice. So he should not move. To so he doesn't seem toxic. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, yeah, wood, wood nymph man pesto. Yeah. yeah. Um, For $900. Yes. <laughs> but I wanted to support. Yeah. That's the thing. I bought a round of everything because you just start chit-chatting and you're like, Oh, do I want to? Um, it was actually good stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of local cheeses and things like that. So, and then those wildflower bouquet. Right, was she was selling gift. loose leaf tea, and I was like, I've got a whole. I would. It would cabinet. be over. That would be the deal breaker. Yeah. No, we I know. Have so much loose leaf tea. Well, and I mentioned that, and then I felt like I was doing a foot and mouth, where I was like, I'm not going to buy your loose leaf. Um. Yeah, you just um, got to not feel bad. <laughs> Navigating the farmer's market industrial complex is a skill in of itself. Well, so because you grew up and your parents, you do a lot of like, farmers no, but you did craft shows. So yes. like, did you ever feel like irritated by someone that just came over to the booth and then walk away? Because uh, I need no. to stop putting myself in the shoes. I'm projecting all of this stuff on the yeah. On you're the projecting seller. that you're hurting them, you're harming them, and then you're rejecting. That I don't them, like. Their, I'm rejecting think, them. Yeah, yeah, and then they feel bad and hurt, and then it's all your fault. Yeah, and uh, you're a cunt. Right. Yeah, well, that's just <laughs> not how it is. They're trying to oversell and talk, and you make a lot of sales by just being friends. Yes. Now I was a child. Um, at these craft shows, I never felt bad. I just assumed people would want what they want. 
Right. You know, and then I started to learn the spiel a little bit more mm-hmm. about what's uh, too much spiel. There's just a, a nuanced, perfect way to sell something. Yeah, I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed when there's too much spiel. <laughs> yeah, too much spiel. I went to look at couches at some furniture barn oh. here. And then I was like, just let me, like, I want to go in. I want to feel it out. I just like to vibe things out, right? So I like my process. And then when I get a sense, if I know what I want, <laughs> I want in and I want good sales. Yeah. Right? Like, when whenever I've gotten a car, I'm like, this is what I want. I want yeah. these colors. I want this. I want this to happen. I want it to happen for this price. Can it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to, like, sell. You don't need to walk me around. Um, but when it comes to small purchases, forget it. Yeah. You know, it's like, here's a car for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, boom, 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 in and out. Right. But then I'm like, oh, sneakers. Or a toaster oven. Uh, Toaster oven. We already, we're spending more on the toaster oven in time and energy and thought than this house. But that thing was way too bulky. Yeah, I agree. It was too big. Okay. This is why I don't like to order a lot of things online. Yeah. Um. So, but navigating sales, I think sales is is a nuanced, cool strategy. It's super magus card. It's very adaptable. You got to read a lot of signs. You got to move fast. Yeah. You got to understand what's the deficiency. What do people really want? Yeah. And I, I think I would like to learn. Uh, it would be cool to learn more nuanced, high level sales techniques. Even though I'm not really selling anything like that. Yeah. You know, like cars or whatever. Um. But I think there's there's a skill. Yeah, I mean, my dad, my dad was like a senior salesman. That was like one of his first jobs, and he did really well. And he was like selling computers, and he didn't even know what the computer. I don't want to say I don't know completely because this was like before I was born. But like my dad's not super techie, you know. But he's just like he just has that personality where he could sell something. Isaiah's and like, do really yeah, well and win a, trips to like go to Hawaii, well, all Sag- expenses paid. It's Sagittarius. Yeah. So he probably didn't oversell, but yeah, the farmers markets, it's a lot of overselling, over talking. That guy in the couch barn, he just followed me around everywhere. Oh. And I was like, dude, just <laughs> give me some space to absorb and have my own experience with these couches. Yeah. They're all hideous. Right. That belong in like, um, you know, manufactured homes, but something for everybody. But this goes back to this notion of where people, there's just a balance in how you put yourself out there. That's all the stuff I'm like to learn more. Yeah. I love, I love like business strategy. Yeah. I love, um, I love things like marketing. You know, I wish my dream job that I never got was I wish I worked in like ad copy and advertising. Yeah. You know, totally. Art and copy is one of my favorite documentaries. Yeah, I want to watch that again. See, my I wish I had the capacity to understand tax codes. Really? Yeah, that's my latest one. I follow a couple different tax accountants on Instagram, and I'm really into it. <laughs> wow! And I'll just I send didn't... you. I'll just send you them, and I'm like, we should pay you. attention to this. And you're like, what? <laughs> I think mastering what to do with your resources, how to do it, and how to maximize it. Yeah. That's why I'm so tired of the narrative when people are like, Ugh, capitalism, and then they're like imploding about everything, and Elon Musk has to pay taxes. I'm like, how about you look at your situation, figure out how do you maximize everything for your own life and your own benefit, and why not take advantage of systems that are set up to help you with like growing business and creating success yeah but people get so locked into hating success right hating other people everybody's fixated on elon musk and how much taxes he pays and we don't know it's like that means there's something set up and it's just not as simple as everyone wants to scream about yeah unlike twitter and uh i think knowing taxes more would be cool and to know how to maximize it although i so far i do like our accountant yeah no he's pretty he's pretty clever i I was like shocked uh that (laughs) one year and i was like okay wow okay that was a lot better than i was expecting yeah but then for like the house buying i was like okay maybe we can be less savvy yeah exactly (laughs) to show more what could i just 
doesn't need to be uh, written off, but that's the beauty of business in America. I know. Is you create a business and so much of your life is supposed to be written off because it's supposed to help you generate more prosperity. Yeah. But people are conditioned to just hate, 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 and they're ignorant at it. Yeah. And that's super scarcity thinking. Yeah. And they're too busy. Like Elon Musk does have an, an insane amount of money. Uh, I figured out the math pre-pandemic, which is before Tesla went through the roof in value. And um, it was like, I think I had figured out he, the average American, based on the average American lifetime income, Yeah, I think it was like, I don't know, it was some ridiculous amount of like you could live like 45,000 lifetimes or something. Oh, before you had. Be- of that amount of money. Uh, yeah, before you made as much as Elon Musk's yeah. worth. Um, just trying to put it in perspective because, you know, everything, so many small businesses got destroyed and then there was more billionaires made than any other time in history. Yeah. But it's a transference of wealth. Yeah. I like that teaching, though, that says if you uh, kind of shook up the earth and spread out all of the wealth exactly evenly in a matter of no time, all of the wealth would go back to the same places. Yeah. Because it still is an, an energy frequency. Absolutely. Holding it, right? Yeah. Like I have a client who is very successful, grew up very wealthy. And his family lost everything. Yeah. And a, no, a lot of people in the family didn't recover. Yeah. And going from extreme wealth to like, you know, borderline poverty. Yeah. Um, that's probably super traumatic. But he, it, it was still in his energy field and aura. And that knowledge of wealth and that prosperity made it very easy for him to navigate all these other openings and invent and create businesses. Yeah. Isaiah agrees. He's really <laughs> talking up a storm right now. Yeah. He <laughs> he's like, it. he wants, he's ready to podcast. I wonder if there's like it. a baby whisperer that listens to this and they're like, this is what he's saying. Um, yeah. I wonder, are there baby whispers here? But mm, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think learning all of that, like taking uh, all the, uh, like, right now I'm in a phase where I feel like upping, for for me, upping prosperity meditations. Yeah. Because it's like I'm doing a lot of the tangible work. Yeah. We, well, we both are. I guess the only thing he's ever saying is little laughs or boobs. <laughs> boobs, yeah. Um, <laughs> now he's quiet. Aww. You were just saying prosperity. Med- you've been getting really into prosperity meditations. Wait, but upping yeah, but the prosperity saying... meditations specifically, you had mentioned like to, I mean, is it like, okay, I'm going to up these meditations because I want something tangible or is it like, I just need to, like, is there, is there a level of like, oh shit, I need to do this? Or is it just like, I'm, I just want to cons- consistently stay on the path of prosperity and by doing so. I need to like tune into the ethers and do my meditations. Uh, I think all of that. Yeah. I feel like um, in in magic, we talk about this sort of spiritual bank account. Yeah. And you, you do all of this work, right? And a lot of whether it's you know, rituals or now I mostly practice like kundalini meditations because they're fast and they work and it's like boom 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 so i it's a practice of results and that's why i do it yeah um i also enjoy it and i feel really good but which also helps because when you feel good it's a lot easier to navigate the world yeah and sometimes i'll like trip out i felt kind of anxious today about everything that's going on and getting the book done and all of that and in my my conscious mind i know oh let me just set some time let's get into a zone you know let me you know pull up some meditations and do them and i know and there's like that's often resolves a lot of things but it's also doing the tangible work yeah i don't know just that was like my mood where i was at but i feel like 
for a number for so many years, I feel like a lot has been built up that really led to where we are now. Oh yeah. And then I part of me in my mind, the sort of paranoid ego part of my mind is like, okay, is this is the the spiritual bank account is it depleting? Do I need to like re up it? Yeah. But also I do find that certain meditations with the amount of things that we're navigating at the moment mm-hmm. just help open a lot of other channels. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this has felt like a lot of little retrograded delays glitches nothing no impending doom but it's like oh this delivery is like that's why we don't have Uh, three rooms yeah because we need the floors yeah and we're sort of living in the guest bedroom using his room as like a storage storage of our suitcases yeah i mean we literally are living out of boxes we're supposed to get the stove or the cooktop, that, of course, now is delayed. Yeah. And I was trying not to get into that narrative and just accept it is what it is. But I'm having a hard time sometimes accepting it. And then I'm just allowing myself to be stressed out. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to just say, all right, you know what? It is what it is. I can't make that delivery happen any faster. Let's move on to the next thing in my life. Yeah. I feel you, though, because I even get, like, stressed with, like, when are we going to put Isaiah's room together and, like, you know, when are, when do I have to, when am I not going to be looking at this duck wallpaper in the bathroom? And those things I can trip out you over and then, the I let, and then I let it go. I'm letting go of it right now, but it is something in the back of my mind that I'm like, it's in my little Scorpio moon bag that I'm like, those ducks are getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the ducks are pretty hideous. They're pretty bad. There's like, there's so many beautiful touches and thoughtful touches in this home. And then there's just some blatant violations of design what is the disconnect what the fuck is your problem i know but like what is the disconnect in bathrooms a lot of the houses that we looked at in vermont it was like people just don't care about bathrooms honestly it's probably some weird deep like psychological freudian anal shit literally like that they make atrocious places to relieve themselves so they're probably emotionally constipated on every soul level whoa because your bathroom sucks right (laughs) you just don't feel free and like it just they don't feel like clean (laughs) no exactly and there's toilets in this house although the toilets arrived and we got to switch those out yeah um are just it's weird there's definitely and then there's other touches that are amazing this fireplace and the little cabins with the they're the cabinets with the mural of the home oh, and, the I land. Know. and like so many tasteful features um i guess just everyone ha- and then the appliance the kitchen appliances the stove is like atrocious yeah so i don't even like cooking which is something i love and it's like this electric but it like coils. destroys the pans too uh, yeah, the electric. <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just trying to accept it more, and I do feel like more, I, I just want to put more meditation, honestly, around the house because it's and the book because those are the big projects for me at the moment. And um, I, it's because when I found out that the cooktop was super delayed down, I, in a weird way, I felt like, you know, probably had I kept doing this one meditation, I kept putting blessings over the house. I bet you just it would have worked out. They would have been like, "Oh yeah, here's the last one from the air, uh, warehouse." But that's sure punishing. Gets... You're you're taking a a page I'm, from my book. It's a little punishing, and yeah. I'll admit it. And the teaching is to not think about what you've missed out on, but just to think as you add more good things to your your life, more good things show up. Right. But I'm used to a lot of conflicts miraculously working themselves out. Mm-hmm. So when I start seeing a pattern of glitches right. in conflicts, I start to think, okay, it is a cue that there might be some misstep or subtle misalignment. Yeah. And it's nothing, there's nothing impending. All right. You know, shit gets delayed. You know, we were pulled off a move, Noreen retrograde while getting painters, ordering wood floors, refinishing old floors, getting new cooktop, which was the big treat I wanted for the house. Like all of these things and supply chain issues, like a push through, we managed to get it all. Yeah, bigger picture. I think that everything's really lining but up. But I'm just sharing for our listeners that yeah. as a human, having a human experience, totally that little glitch 
to me on some level was like, okay, is this an energy? Is there a little bit of off kilter energy? Yeah. That I could be take more responsibility for. But like, what do the muggles do that kind of like the ones that, you know, are can afford these palatial homes, but like don't, don't have any sort of meditation practice. I, like are some they... people just live successful lives with one good decision after another. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's no answer I have for that. Okay. It could be their arc line. It could be just who they are. They could have a very high holy vibration. Yeah, just because they're not fucking doing some fucking meditation. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know what they did their last life. That's true. I you just know? remember this woman that I used to cater for in L.A. and she was just like. We did like an afternoon brunch and she was like drunk off white wine, just totally miserable. And I'm like, how does she own this like giant house? Los Angeles <laughs> is full of <laughs> legit, like crazy, dysfunctional seeming people that somehow pull off huge things. I know. It's incredible. And have millions and millions of dollars. Maybe that's the and Pisces like coming million in. dollar homes and things like that. Yeah. People we know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's no all I know is that for me, I have to do all of these extra things to get a lot done. Yeah. And that's I just have to accept that. Totally. You know. Yeah. Plenty of people around here, they have, you know, million dollar homes and they never meditated. They think it's weird and dumb. Yeah. You know. And good for them, but I have had a lot less when I wasn't doing all those things and putting intention and focus. Yeah. You know, so um, I I don't know that, you know, a lot of people are born with arc line experiences like the arc line is just some pre sort of determined experience that your incarnation is supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're super famous, maybe you're super poor or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's still fate on one level. And uh, maybe they need to sabotage, make uh, and decide to make a life of bad decisions from here on out. Who knows? Why do some people, why are they born into incredibly wealthy families? Mm -hmm. You know, why are some people born into incredibly poor families and stay poor or do really well? Yeah. You know, at some point it's still, it's in our hands. We're here on planet Earth. Right. So technically it could be something where like in our arc lines individually and then even together, um, do we have like a combined arc line on a sidebar? Like as a partnership? There's probably something about that that I've never thought about. Mm. I mean, marriage is one of the highest forms of yoga, meaning that that marriage in of itself is its own spiritual practice. Right. So I would imagine that, yeah, that it all intersects now, and we're probably working on a greater destiny, a.k.a. arc line for each other. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe in our individual and then combined marriage arc line, it's like we need to be meditators versus other people. Maybe that's not in their in their highest incarnation or something. Well, meditating in and of itself know. is just great. Yeah. You know, I have a good friend who um, he had a really good point because uh, I don't want to give the impression, too, that meditation's all for some worldly gain. Yeah. And that's not it. I just use meditation to, to techniques and these techniques to um, function in the world. That's what I have to do. Yeah. And um, but just that practice in of itself is a great practice in of itself, because I remember someone um that we know i'm not going to mention names but uh, their teacher gave them a meditation they were trying to shift the energy to attract a partner Mm -hmm. like a marriage yeah and um they finally got so disgruntled and they were like oh i did that meditation for four years and nothing happened yeah and my other friend was like yeah but you just did a meditation every single day for four years. That's amazing. Yeah, that's huge. So if you can't just stay grateful for that and that you're doing something, you also don't know. This is why you're not, you shouldn't really always judge your spiritual path, which I was judging like the stove not coming. I'm mm-hmm. just using myself as an example of 
tripping out, right? Yeah, neuroses. And um but like first of all, she has no idea what other things probably cleared mm. there. Yeah. You know, and I always thought, well, what if really she's supposed to do it for four years in one day? Yeah. That's like in the scene in El Topo where they're trying to break through the cave and he can't, the rock won't budge and he has like a one of those p- pickaxes. And uh, he's like, I must have hit it a thousand times. And then the El Topo character, um, the Jodorowsky character, s- picks up the the pitchfork thing or no the pickaxe and says only a thousand and then he hits it once and the whole thing obliterates and they open up a side of a mountain whoa and the teaching of that is endurance and um sometimes you just have to keep going yeah right so oh i did it for four years in my mind i'm always like what if it was four years in one day Mm -hmm. you know or maybe there was that much to clear out yeah. Right. You like never know. But if you accept someone as a teacher and they assign something, sometimes it's just good to do it. And uh, it's definitely not great to probably analyze. Well, I did these meditations and this happened. But the reality is so many of these practices create so much. Yeah. And, um, you know. I just felt like this past week, I guess I'm just being open and vulnerable. In my mind, I've been a little slack. Yeah. Because it just felt like just the reality of the house. But I want to treat the house as more of a yoga because it's householder's yoga. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone yeah. talks about householder's yoga, but the only thing I ever hear about is the emphasis on how marriage in of itself is, is, is a practice. But in, in magic, we teach everything as a spiritual practice. So I think we should adopt the notion that this house, this move, the transition, the clutter of boxes where every time it seems like we unpack one, everything gets worse, is this is its own practice, spiritual practice, meditation in of itself. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Even with the intention of us eating locally the last couple of days, it's like we're having dinner and we're like everything is from this area, region. I mean, some are maybe just from Vermont in general, but it's like you definitely feel the difference from intentionally eating land that was grown in this air and this climate. Yeah. And I'm grateful we have those options right here. Because now even that, the farm down the street, um, where it is sort of a bunch of somewhat hippie ish kids, but I was talking astrology with one of them today but even like the breads, you know, because I'm like, well, we left L.A., so I should let go of wheat neuroses. But not all the wheat is local. There is a lot of wheat grown here mm-hmm. and things like that. So but it's all just part of this land and this energy. Yeah. And I have to give kudos to most of Vermont where everyone knows there's something special in the land here and everyone does cherish it. Yeah. Even like your most psyop flag bearers. You know, <laughs> um, with every possible flag. You know, yeah. In this house, we believe in science. <laughs> yeah. I do want to make one that's like, in this house, Bigfoot is real. Yeah. Champ is real. Science is paid for. <laughs> um, what else? The list goes on. But, yeah. Uh, I would like to make a spoof one. It would be pretty funny. That would be classic. But Or from like the don't tread on me people here. And then everyone still comes together and they're like, no, there's something alive and unique and mm-hmm. vital here. And that just comes through. It's it's pretty fascinating. What about these me. babies that we met with the eyes? Yeah. They're, that's another phenomenon that I noticed even at the farmer's market. Even some of those like Mennonite kids. Yeah. And then... A lot of the little toddlers, they, and their parents, you know, whatever, they seemed like friendly, nice people. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, these are like robe wearing mystics with like bejeweled crystals coming out of their third eye, (laughs) like floating around high on triple nines. (laughs) But, uh, you know, everyone was friendly and cool. Um, But all of the kids, I was, it was a very interesting phenomenon because they all seemed like, like alien elf, like big 
eye. They all have these huge eyes with these distinct shapes. And they just seem like each kid felt like a, they felt like their own interdimensional portal in their own right. And I was like starting to think maybe it's just something that there's a certain frequency here. There's also a lot less like interference of like light pollution, pollution, yeah, 5G pollution. I right. mean, the list goes on. EMFs, you know, even all the like Wi-Fi signals living in a city, you know, you don't get because it's more it's rural. So yeah. we're just living in the actual like you're feeling the trees and the earth and the wind more. Yeah. Um, in a place that the collective consciousness here really understands that there's something special. Um, I don't know. These kids all seemed like these very interesting beings to me. I know. Beyond just like, oh, kids are adorable. Sure. But I don't... Do you think Isaiah is like one of those like alien-eyed well, kids? So I we went to an event with the midwife. She hosted oh like a lot best. of the births that she gave. Yeah. So there was like, I guess it was about 10 kids. Yeah. Um, And she has four kids. Mm-hmm. And um, all of those kids had those wild like, eyes. They all seemed like little elf spirits. Yes. They all like had a thing. Yeah. Uh, no, Isaiah seems distinctly dapper and human. Yeah, he does. He see, I was like, he does. He does have very nice eyes. Yeah, blue. <laughs> yeah, he takes of after course. me. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> he has insane blue eyes. Yeah, they really are the like best. Bejeweled, sapphire-looking mm-hmm. eyes. Um, and he has, uh, he's smiley now, but he kind of naturally has like a serious. <laughs> he has he's like very a serious face. Um, his eye, he's seen, he's a human having a human experience. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, I don't know. He's almost seems like old timey with his hair. Like he yeah. seems like he does seem like Gerber baby or I my feel friend like, thought he was like a Victorian baby or I feel like he could be like a little newsy. Yeah, totally. Like, um, he's very dapper mm-hmm. and his hair, like he. Yeah, it's very, he's like a little young boy man. Yeah. I kind of want to dress him very dapper. We should. Because I don't dress dapper, and I want to dress more like flowy rock star, wizard, casual wizard rock star. Casual wizard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, that's the line. Yeah, well, I'm going casual wizard for like Vermont because I need to like sort of distinguish. I'm done. I'm done with it. And it would be kind of a fun fashion twist uh, on brand for the family totally if he was like just super like dapper like yeah. bow ties and suspenders and little newsy hats and yeah like, um like he we have that, that little cardigan really and he's adorable and oh a little cardigan it's and he looks like that's what he should be wearing well our friend sent us shoes it's probably that he could he'll probably be able to fit into them when he's like two but they're a hundred year old shoes Oh, They're yeah, like straight up newsies, yeah. Um, I do find though, seeing these babies, I really think that it's true, and there are some wild souls coming in, some very high frequency souls, and some are powerful enough that they will transcend whatever like weird upbringing that they're brought up in, yeah. and just find their way and what their purpose and why they came to planet Earth. Totally. And uh, I f- do feel like this area, certain souls are just drawn here because it's energetically is probably a easier place to set the record straight. But, <gasps> you know, you never know. You're born to, you to choose, you chose it for some reason. Wait, I need you to set the record straight about something. Okay. Seed oils. I'm so fucking sick of seed oils. <laughs> if I see one more damn post about seed oil, I'm going to punch him up. I'm right like in the all about posting memes about uh, seed oils uh, now. Right in the damn sesame seeds. <laughs> right? Yeah, but like I well, So the other day, I, well, this was probably a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, we cannot have. No, months ago. It's like we cannot have seed oils. And I was like really strict about like reading about seed oils. And you were like, I've known about seed oils for years. And you were uh, a little irritated. By my, yeah, welcome uh, to the party. Everyone's coming to the party way late and a dollar short. 
Yeah. And they didn't bring a gift. <laughs> yeah, seed oils. It's interesting that that's the thing. Like, I don't know what the marketing or why the algorithms, but yeah, seed oils. Don't yeah. eat them. That's like. That's it. But what we're getting back to is inflammation. When I worked at Erewhon, when I first got hired years ago, that was the hot thing. Inflammation. Inflammation. Everyone hated inflammation and everybody was antioxidants. Interesting. Or er, against oxidants. Yeah. So antioxidants were the rage. Yes. This is this amount of auric units. Uh, Acai is high oxidant, right? Those those, acai bowls. Those those are are like like 4,000 calories. Yeah. That's just like a sugar fuck fest. Yeah. Um, They're kind of good though. They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a dessert. Um, But uh, yeah, so I don't know how much antioxidant you're really getting in that uh, or if anybody knows what it is but people are tripping on seed oils because of inflammation but one thing I do remember is talking to this nutritionist who was saying that it has a lot to do with omegas six and nine okay and that our bodies if I recall naturally again this is not a medical health nutrition podcast so don't go half cocked and start making lifestyle choices based on this please and if you're having a seed oil emergency call <laughs> 911 okay or instagram um because your body's naturally producing those and so introducing too much certain vegetable oils yeah it just produces too much of it. You're not processing. You're not absorbing like omega threes that you really need, and that cancels it out. So, okay. like most, uh, uh, I mean, American style health, uh, like yeah, you're not like all the safflower seed oil, canola oil. I've known about forever. I what about palm oil? Like, What's up with that? Well, see, this is where it gets insane. I don't even know if palm is coming from a seed, but there's like, um, you know, everyone got into Bulletproof, which is short chain fatty acids. Yeah. And that's, you can, I lost a lot of weight with all of that or not short chain, sorry, medium chain, uh, triglycerides. Okay. There's long chain, medium chain, short chain, medium chain. And there's certain numbers of chain, I think it's like medium chain eight or something, that is a fat that's so high energy that your liver doesn't even metabolize it. So it immediately converts into energy in your system and for brain function and for metabolism. Okay. And I mean, I was doing it for a while and I found it actually quite helpful, but some of the medium chains come from palm. A lot of people don't know that because they think it's all extracted from coconut. Oh. And um, I should ask the docs that I I had on. Maybe I'll reach out and we'll have a seed oil episode. Yeah. An an inflammation episode. (gasps) Um, But anyhow, that was – and then there's a lot of controversy around palm oil because it's destroying orangutans. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just like stripped like bad practices around it. Okay. And then the bulletproof guy, it was revealed that he was using some palm medium chain triglycerides that he had extracted from palm. And so his claim is that it's ethically sourced and environmentally friendly palm harvesting. Okay. So there probably there's probably some truth uh, in it all, but I did, uh, I have liked coconut oil. But it's not bad. Palm seed. oil isn't in the same. I don't know if same... it's a seed or not. See, that's what I'm wondering Safflower because for some is reason. seed oil. Canola is, yeah. canola is called rapeseed. Wow. Imagine if you just said rapeseed oil and nobody would be buying it. Yeah. <laughs> they should just call it that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just inflammation rapeseed We oil. could do like an art, um, uh, performance art piece at the local shaws and just write like put no rape oil oils. stickers on all the canola oil no seed oils yeah um, yeah um i mean all that like a lot of vegetables like there's i've been reading about the problems of a lot of vegetable oils because a lot of it is like hydrogenated and things things like margarine is like the worst for you yeah. and everyone was eating I used it. to eat margarine you don't process up. it yeah you will drop cholesterol uh, if you just went crazy high quality fat, grass fed butters, um, you don't even want to be careful like animal fats because you don't know what the diet, right? So people are like, well, there's a lot of fat in, this, in the animal fats, but you don't know what their diet is if you're eating 
regular old meats and things like that. So then I believe it comes down to the six and nines. Hopefully someone knows this. Really, it would probably just be one of the doctors. Um, so Abby or Nicole. Yeah. To fill us in, man. Please. But everyone's tripping, seed oil tripping. But I'm if we're tripping. back to anti-inflammation, well, that's probably a good thing. Well, we met that couple that's, uh, they, they're having a baby and they live in a tiny home in Vermont and the husband will not allow one single bag of seed. If, if anything has seed oil in it, he's like kicking his wife out. And then he's like all about, cause they were talking about, um, how they're going to manage their family buying gifts for the baby. And he's like, not one not one toy can have microplastics. And he was like, and I was like, oh shit, I got to go home and check the microplastics on all the toys. Gina, you but, need to shut up about seed <laughs> oils because then we went and got cheese fries. Well, I'm not going to be a total <laughs> C word about it. Um, yeah, I'm still avoid it. We, I, the, what I was trying to explain to you, Gina, is I don't cook and never have cooked with any of those. No, I know, but we I was, I'm asking peas? about palm oil because that, Peanut butter, for some butter. reason, has palm oil in it. And I'm like, what's that all about? But yeah, Peanut butter is not really a good... It's not that great. No. It's really not good for you. Yeah. And I'm going to cut picture. it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, old school thinking, they'll say, like, here's... How much peanut butter are you eating? I'm not... I didn't touch that peanut butter. It's too expensive in Vermont. I've been just and going back into even, raw honey. I've been spoon-feeding raw honey. I'm tired... I'm Myself. still traumatized from raw vegan because everything was a fucking pureed nut. Yeah. That's all raw vegan is. Let's puree some nuts. Let's pretend it's cheese. We'll add some uh, lemon and brewer's yeast to it and whip it up. And it tastes all right. But then after a while, you're like, wait a minute. Everything's just a pureed nut. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with pureed nuts. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm just eating the local spinach. Yeah. It's big and leafy. It was really good. Yeah, it's delicious. And raw A2A2 grass-fed milk. Which, by the way, apparently that makes you an alt-right white supremacist if you're all about... Yeah, I love the (laughs) If you're all into like raw milk and like carnivore. Well, not even carnivore, just being like uh, natural and believing in things like natural immunity and raw milk. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing now. Like, oh, hi, I actually know Farmer Mike. Right. I know the cows, Carabelle, Sparkles, or no, Sprinkles, Sprinkles. and uh, Parfait. (laughs) And you know the farmer. Yeah. And everything is free-range, grass-fed, and it's The farmer has to be an anarchist, (laughs) anti-government. Don't tread on me. Most of the farmers here. um, Maybe that's where that whole philosophy and ideology was rooted. Yeah, it's amazing that any narrative now that they want to keep you away from wellness, it's amazing that wellness now is like ultra right-wing extremist. I know. It's like, it's hilarious, but if you're falling, and if you, I doubt you're listening to this podcast if you believe that, but... If you do, if you just, believe in science, you're, yeah, if, you, if you believe in science, <laughs> don't listen. Yeah. Uh, science is paid for, <laughs> and that's the truth. Um, the uh, like, it's just a crazy narrative. I know we did that episode about like this bullshit narrative about like QAnon and yoga. It's so insane. Yeah, and it's like, wait. This was like how it was. This is where people that are a little more, quote, spiritually conscious were into things like natural health, medicine, eating food right from the farm, maybe having a garden, right? Like uh, learning about um, herbs and supplements. So you're empowered. That's what it comes down to. And magic, we learned a lot of these things and we learned and were encouraged. One of the teachings, start your own business, learn about health. Right, just so at least some basics and herbalism, iridology, um, cooking, nutrition, things like that, just so you were more empowered and were less dependent on somebody else. Yeah. Right. And that's an important magical teaching. I think we're seeing it now because people are imploding because they're overly dependent on someone else to tell them what to do. Right. Right. Like look at like the government's like, here's six hundred dollar bonus or whatever. And now it's like everything costs a trillion dollars. Yeah. 
it's like seriously some rapeseed oil. Yeah, they're rape to seed your in, bank account. They're rapeseed and oil. Everybody up in here it's for real. That was that auto tune song. What? It was like one of the most viral videos from years ago. What was it called? It just it, anyone listening, they'll they'll know. Okay. Let's look up auto tunes. Okay. And uh, <laughs> oh, I don't want to keep talking about rape. Okay, no, I don't either. Topic. It, that is triggering. Yeah. Um, and I just think this narrative is kind of hilarious, but it's also really dangerous because it's keeping people away. Plus the narrative against like raw milk. Like I get it if you don't eat dairy, but if you should learn about E2A2, like raw grass fed milk from the farmer and you know the cows and that's the culture here. And I'm happy to participate in that same because you're also supporting the economy and people want to do things outside of the quote system. Well, and that Instagram that I follow, the carnivore Aurelius, who's like off the charts about just eating raw meat. Yeah, he, that's a, that's another <laughs> that's another level of extreme. That no, seems I know, but he, he's been posting that um uh that raw milk actually can um your your boobs can get larger. Which is why I went and found <laughs> raw milk this morning <laughs> and came back with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, I'm grateful that there's a lot of uh, just small farm options. And that's it. Like, that's how a lot of people eat. My plan is to try to do as much as ca- that we can locally. Let thy soul be awakened. 